Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Jaden Knows Nothing. Wait one second. Yeah, I, I, I played the episode just to tell y'all to give me a second. Yeah. Bad, y'all, I'm back. So, like I said in um the last episode before this, this is a little trifecta of episodes that I um yeah I just felt like I should post. So this is the trading one, and yeah, this is like um you know Michael Jordan had the flu game. I'm still sick, by the way. So this is like my flu game. <clears throat> You're probably thinking. Boy, if you don't just record this shit when you get better and healthier. But my thing is, shut the fuck up. You know, I do what I want to do. Fuck. So, anyways. Let's, um, let's get to it. This one is about day trading, okay? <clears throat> so, this is when I was a little bit younger. Not a little bit younger, like a lot of bit younger. So I'd say I was about like anywhere from seven to nine at the time. So we're going to just straight off and say I was eight years old at the time. So I was eight years old and I was thinking, what do I want to do in my life? There might be some heavy thoughts for an eight-year-old, but those are my thoughts. So I was thinking, I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do like for my work. But I didn't know what I was going to do for my money. So I was like, all right, this is the plan. Whatever I do for my work. I'll make sure I do it in a country where the currency is greater than the U.S. currency. So when I transfer it in my funds and they, like, do the swap, I would have more U.S. dollars than I would have had at my original country of work. So that was the plan, right? I was, like I said, I was eight around the time when I thought of it. And, yeah, I kind of, like... I brushed it off a little bit. Like, I stopped saying, okay, this was the idea, this is the plan. I started to look for jobs and, like, career paths instead of, I guess, ideas, you know? So, yeah, I'm pretty... And you know what's crazy? I'm, I'm sorry to just stop the story. But I was feeling pretty good earlier today. Like, I, I wasn't as congested. I wasn't, you know, raspy voice like this. I was, like, I was feeling pretty solid. And the day went on, I was taking medicine, and then, yeah, I just ain't really get better. But here we are, I'm going to get better in my sleep. I ain't tripping about it. So here we are, right? Fast forward a couple years to 2020. This is when COVID struck. 
So, when COVID hit, everybody was inside. Everyone was supposed to be inside. I, um, actually, we're not going to fast forward to 2020. We're going to take it back to, like, the first time I started skipping school. Because I feel like that is kind of when my value of the education system went downhill. And I was like, you know, there's a world outside of um, my high school. So I was like, what? Like, the world doesn't stop when I'm in school type shit. <laughs> so, to the first time I was skipping school, I was like, fuck school, basically. Like, I didn't really care about my grades no more. Even, like, yeah, I still don't care about my grades. I'm not in school, so, like, you know, what grades do I have to care about? But it was really just fuck school, so I started skipping this shit. Well, it wasn't really fuck school. I wanted to be with my girl at the time, so... She was like, nigga, let's go get something to eat. I'm like, cuz, it's third period. Fucking mean, let's go get something to eat. Nigga, like, lunch is in 30 minutes. She's like, oh, not lunch. I'm like, all right. Went to the carryout. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, we ain't gonna get into all that. <clears throat> but, fuck me, man. Oh, my God. So, yeah, I was um skipping school, and I started devaluing not necessarily my education, but the education system, you know? Like, it was one thing for the teachers not to like me for no good reason. I don't, I'm, well, it was one thing for the teachers not to like me, right? It was another thing for me to give them a reason not to like me because I wasn't showing up. And I, I, that, in my head, I guess that was a little bit more of a respectable reason not to like me. Like, all right, you don't like this nigga because he don't show up in your class. And when he do show up in your class... He get all his work done and he make it look too easy. That's what I thought because when I showed up, I did all my fucking work, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So we in there. That was 10th grade when I started skipping. I know niggas that was skipping in like 7th grade. So to me, this was a good, you know, this was a good space for me. But yeah, I started skipping about like 10th grade, and um, I'm not going to say it went downhill from there, but my value of education kind of plateaued, you know? Like I knew I did what I needed to do to get a passing grade type shit, you know? I didn't really look beyond a D, because it's like, yeah, like I'm passing the shit, you know? C's are my sweet spot, C's and B's, because that, that basically meant you didn't do your homework and you didn't get all A's, because most um grading would go like, um so it would be 100 points, it would probably go like a 50, 30, 20, or like 50, 35, 15, so if you do everything but homework, you're going to get a C type shit, give or take a couple questions here, wrong, wrong here and there, but like, I did the math. I never looked like I was just kind of like cruising through high school and just school in general. But when you gave me that syllabus, you gave me the plot to not do work. Because it's like, why am I going to do something that's only 10% of my grade? So you telling me I could not do a single piece of homework and still possibly get a 90? Fuck no. Okay, I'm not going to do anything. That was my thought process. So, yeah. That thought process... Led me not to get into the um, colleges I want to go to, wanted to go into, 
And what blew me at the time was that I had a pretty solid SAT score. I had a um, 1200. And this was no studying, all vibes. So let me just say, search up good SAT scores. The average score was 1050. I got a 1200. 1200 is above average. I was in the 74 percentile. Like, it was solid. <laughs> And that was me not studying for shit. Like, I didn't even go to sleep the night early. Like, I just took it like a regular fucking test. So, if I would have studied, I probably would have got like 13, maybe 1400. But that's neither here nor there. Because I thought that that 1200 was going to be something that would pull me into like at least one of the colleges that I wanted to go to. And I'm talking university. Anyone could get into a community college. Like, that, to me, that wasn't really special, you know? It's something about being accepted. I think that's just human nature, but like generally being accepted when others are rejected, that is like, that's something different, you know? So when I applied and shit and I was doing my essays, I was a little choosy. Not like, I was a little wary on like speaking on mental illness because like it's 2019, bro. I'm not the only nigga that was sad and depressed in high school, you know? So it was like, I didn't really have much to talk about. I didn't do too many extracurriculars. Like, am I going to talk about my one football season where I feel like I got discriminated on because I had glasses? No, I'm not going to do that. And that's crazy because low-key, listen, this is a side note. Nobody on that fucking football team would have been able to check me, like, one-on-one. -on -one. Like, fucking nobody. And it was really fucking evident at some point when I'm watching these niggas. And, like, they can't guard nobody. I'm not a DB, you know what I'm saying? But I stick with them. I make sure that if they catch the ball, they're going down as soon as they catch it. Because I'm like on their ass. But niggas couldn't guard me. That, that was it. I really just had that idea that, um, because I missed, I didn't do the summer training camp because I was a freshman and I ain't like, I wasn't really in that school like that, you know what I mean? So I didn't do that. So they, I was just like, Essentially a walk-on. I'm sorry, this isn't about football, but we we talking about football. We we building it up to it. So I was essentially a walk-on, and in doing that, I didn't get nearly as much respect as somebody that would have went to the summer training camps. I understand it, but like talent is talent, you know. If I can help y'all win games, what you mad for? And they was mad because I had glasses. At least that's how I felt. Because physically, I was bigger than, like, a majority of the people. Not, like, not the linemen, of course, but, like, other skill positions, I was bigger than them, so. Yeah, that's, I didn't get into any of the causes I wanted to get into. And I was left with, like, the community colleges in my area. Which, like, not to knock a community college, but I just wanted to get away from home. I tr that's really what the main issue I had with it was. Like, the thing about community colleges, it's in your community. That's pretty much it. You're still a part of your goddamn community. So it's like I'm essentially just going. It would have felt to me like I was just like in high school again, but the next level, you know. And I didn't. 
really want that. And I'm not saying I wanted to go to college just to party. You know, I wanted to go to college for the next level of independence. Not the next level of fucking classwork, you know? So, that killed that little... And I didn't even want to say it was my own dream. I'd say it was my parents' dream because if you grow up and they're, like, telling you college is the way, college is the way, good job, shit like that, it's like, that's all you think. That's all you know. So, it's like, that's your dream that they created for you. And you took it in as your own. So, doing that, after failing to fulfill my parents' dream, I was like, fuck it, we just go and work. Not even that. I took um I took online college, bro. And the thing is, bro, it was just a bunch of slides. Like dead ass that shit was legit online school. And I'm not like a full on hands on learner. I feel like I'm a good mix of all learning styles, whether it be auditory, visual or hands on. But my major is fucking science, bro. I can't digitally do a science lab and feel like I completed something, you know? So, I passed my classes and I was like, you know what? I'm going to take a break from this shit. I'm going to start working. Let me see if I got the timeline down. Because, like, let me just check. When did I first start trading? I got screenshots of all my fire trades. Oh. Alright, so. Yeah, I was trading while I was still in school. Making a couple bucks here and there. Yeah, I I, I love trading so much. That shit is so fun. But. So this was. Right now we in September type shit. I'm trading. I'm in school. And this is kind of new when this is, this is when I knew that I wanted to trade for my primary source of, like, income, you know, or at least, like, one of my many primary sources, because I truly do think trading, when you learn the skill, is one of the best skills you can learn, and we're going to get into that a little bit later, but, yeah, so I got on trading, this is how I found out about trading, it was, um, March 2021, March 2020, just after I found out I didn't get into any of the colleges I wanted to get into. And then I was like, I gotta do community college. And then COVID happened. So I was in the fucking crib, right? And if y'all, if y'all was on Instagram at the time heavily, you knew, you know, you know what IML is. That little pyramid scheme trading shit. You know? So, at first, my friend Brandon was in it. And I'm a little hating ass nigga. You know, I'm talking my shit. I'm like, boy, what you, you in this pyramid scheme and shit? Like, nigga, fuck is you doing with yourself, nigga? And he, and, you know, he was like, bro, it's, it's more than that, bro. But let me know if you want me to put you on. Now I don't know, like, pressing me shit. You know how, like, niggas slide in your DMs like, oh, you a broke motherfucker if you don't get on with me. And he wasn't like that. He was like, yeah, bro, just let me know if you want, if you want to learn this shit, bro. Because, like, real talk, this is a cool skill that I'm learning. And then... That was about March, April. So, it was now we're in July. So, come July, me and my friends, we on our little vacation in Massanutten. 
Um, shout out to um, my friend Elgin parents because they got their little shit over there. And they invited us, and I'm grateful for them to this day. So we was in that joint, cooling it, vibing. And then I seen Burn the Trader, and I was like, yo, all right, man time, man time. I know I was hating on that shit a little bit before, but put me on, my nigga, put me on. See, it's like that, my boy, I got you. Just let me know after this vacation, because, you know, we here for a good fucking time. I was like, bet. Vacation was over. We was chopping it up. And I got into the program. <coughs> Thing about it is, the entry fee, let me see if they still got their website up. No, they don't. <laughs> Actually, let me see, let me see. Ah, oh, they do, yes. <laughs> this is bringing back memories. Yep, that shit was 250 monthly. But I think, yeah. It was two fifty monthly, but in the first two weeks, you can get your refund back, right? So this is what happened. I charged it to the gang. I paid the two fifty, right? And then I had to have enough money to open my own account so I could trade money with that shit. So I had about like a hundred in that account. My first day trading, I made about like two hundred fifty, three hundred dollars, just enough to pay off for the next month and still have money like to fill in my tank, get something to eat, shit like that. So I was so happy. I was like, yo, this is fucking lit. Like I went through the strategy that did that shit and I was profitable for like the first time trading. You can call it beginner's luck, but nigga, I just call it destiny because like if that shit didn't happen the first time, and I would have lost that $100, I probably would have just quit on spot. Like, I'm just going to be honest with you. I would have fucking quit. But the fact that it gave me a little glimpse of hope and I, like, held on to that shit is the reason why I am who I am today. So, I was talking to Brandon about it. And I'm like, nigga, I just made my monthly in, like, two, three trades, bro. Because I was trading. I had over $100, so I was able to trade indices. So I was trading, like, Nas, S&P 500. I wasn't able to trade Dow, but they all kind of like moved the same. So I was in the field for it. So I was trading it, made my money. I was talking to Brandon. I'm like, yo, why the fuck is we in this program? And they're like, man, time. this is a legit skill, bro. Like when we, when we, when we was learning it, we wasn't even learning it from the people in the program. We was learning it from my YouTubers like Swaggy. Mamba and shit like people in them lanes like professional traders not no IML Academy niggas <coughs> so we was talking about it and we was like yeah bro just refund the shit I'm gonna get my money back and he gonna quit and then we had a other friend at the time Mike I'm pretty sure he's still friends with Mike but I don't talk to Mike like that cause he was all traders and he stopped trading so uh, the communication stopped he cool dude but um yeah we was like yeah fuck it you know, why the hell would we do this? We can learn it ourselves. Paying two fifty to learn shit that you can learn for free? Fuck no, I was ah. So I started learning from like professional traders on YouTube, 
and I got a couple courses. <coughs> and yeah, I, the main thing that I learned from it. Oh wait, let me let me run back to where I was before. I was in school, and I wasn't making enough, a lot of money to the point where like, oh, I could I could put a roof over my own head, or I could fucking buy a car or house, shit like that. But I was confident enough in my futures, in my potential with this, you know? I was confident that, one, I wasn't going to quit it. And two, this is going to be a proper investment. Because in like two or three years, I'm going to be making money and I'm going to be multiplying that shit like that. Because like, it's a skill at the end of the day, bro. And like, the one thing I understood was skill takes time to learn. It takes time to like imprint this shit in your head so it becomes muscle memory. And shit like that. I've always been a demon in the charts. Like, that's that's one thing. <coughs> mm, I'm so sorry, y'all. But I've always been, like, good on the charts and shit. So, it was, that was never really a worry for me. It was just, like, the timing, you know. And it's, like, I really trust myself with that shit. I trust myself for everything that I do. I trust myself with this podcast. I trust myself with my life. I just, I just trust myself, you know. So, I was like, okay, Jaden. This is what you want to do. Follow through with it. So I stopped school and I just started working heavy. Like two jobs. There was a point I had three jobs but I only went to two of them. So I was working at Stables, Wawa, and McDonald's. I stopped going to McDonald's pretty. I was like one day of doing all three. But that wasn't, you know, that wasn't anything serious. So I was working a lot. That's how, you know. I got in this chair, but older episodes, I got, I got, I don't, I'm not going to stop referring to older episodes because this is all one, basically, this podcast is just one large fucking episode, so if I refer to other older episodes, that just means, nigga, you know what I'm saying, that just means I refer to it, so, I mean, go back and listen to it, yeah, type shit, so you can see where I was when I recorded it, but yeah, I was um just working, man. Working jobs, making money, trading. And what I did was I um my thought process at the time was because there was companies that like my favorite, my go-to company is FTMO. And what they do is they're a prop firm company, so you put in your little deposit and they give you a capital to trade with, and then you get like I think it's an eighty twenty split of the profits. And I'm sure I've talked about this before. You get 80-20 split of the profits. Bada bing, bada boom. That's how you make your money off a prop firm. They make money, you make money, everybody happy. But you got to be good though. So that's where I was at. I was, um, yeah. But if there's one thing that trading brought to me outside of like the skill itself... It was it improved my ability to be become introspective of myself, my actions, my subconscious beliefs, everything, because all that shit comes into play when it like when we're talking about trading. Because there's some jobs that you could do that you just kind of feel dead while you're doing it. Like um, when I was working at like McDonald's, just any job. All right, for me, any job that I didn't enjoy, I felt dead when I was doing it. Like. Working at Wawa, I, when I was working with Elgin, he's my fucking best friend. Of course, he was having a good time. 
But god damn, bro, them sandwiches, bro. And it's like, it was really evident that, like, he made that experience good for me because when we was going on our respective breaks, them 30 minutes was killer, bro. I'd be in, I'm in them 30 minutes making them sandwiches by myself, damn near crying on niggas' bread, giving them soggy bread, all because I'm fucking making sandwiches. And then he come back and we sitting there chatting it up, talking shit about niggas' sandwiches. There was this nasty little, um, I think it's called the Pregoni. Let me see what this little thing is called, bro. Cause it's the nastiest fucking thing ever. It's mashed potatoes on a quesadilla. Like that's, you know, that's the best way I could put it. Oh. Oh, what the fuck? There's this shit called a gobbler or hoagie. Comes with a hot turkey gravy. Stuffing cranberry sauce. And then there's a version with mashed potatoes. And then there's a version with sweet potatoes. Y'all niggas are so fucking nasty over here at Wawa. Oh my god. I don't want to be that guy and say y'all should stop. But like. Alright so it's not showing up there. But I got the Wawa app. I'm going to say something that I probably shouldn't say, but <laughs> when I quit Wawa, I was I was making like $300 orders knowing that they had to make it, because the way the um, mobile order system works, bro, you could place orders, and niggas don't have to pick it up or even pay for the shit, but you got to make it, so <laughs> I was placing orders, bro. I was totaling them things around like a hundred dollars. Yeah. That shit was kinda funny. But yeah. God fuck, bruh. Why y'all do this? I just want to tell y'all, I'm pretty sure it's called the Pregoni. I just want to clarify. Yeah, I got a bunch of orders for like, I got an order that was $112, 108 50 Yeah, bruh. I'm, I'm a dick, I ain't gonna lie. I'm pretty sure they made it so they shut off mobile orders at that store. I'll fuck around and place another order right now. Yeah, it's called the Paragoi. P-I-E-R-O-G-I. All y'all need to know is it's just cheese, onions, and mashed potatoes. Some nasty shit going on over there in Wawa. <clears throat> but yeah, trading really just like... Trading is honestly the reason why I started reading books. 
is because I realized I can only go so far with, like, natural talent. You know, like, I have to be able to, like, understand myself in order to grow a little bit more. So I have to improve my psychology. That's the reason why I got into, like, honestly, is how I got into spirituality because I wanted something to believe in outside of myself that was also inside of myself, you know? Because I didn't have any, like, base religion. But this ain't, this ain't about religion. It's about training. So I talked about that. Yeah. So this is the reason why I started reading books in the first place. Because, um, yeah. So the first book I read was The Richest Man in Babylon. It was recommended to me by Swaggy. Swaggy C. He's, um, he's one of the day trading people I really learned from. And then from there, I just was reading any Forex book that I could get my hands on. And when I say day trading, I mean Forex. So, actually, I'm going to just leave it at trading in and of itself. Because I did trade, like, indices at some point. So, I can't just say I've only traded currencies. So, yeah, I'm going to just say trading in general. But, um, oh, and if you don't know the trading, Forex is basically just um trading currency. So, you're... Predicting the value of the U.S. dollar versus the Japanese yen type shit. Seeing how one will fluctuate and the other drops. It's a, it's a lot of shit, but it's, it's, well, it's well worth the learning. And I, I believe not... I believe in the skill, but most importantly, I believe in the value that comes with the skill. Because, like I've said in previous episodes, when I was, take, when I was microdosing shrooms on like a... I'd say a pretty frequent basis, like every day, every other day type of shit. What I would do for like a good 30 minutes to an hour is just sit there and watch the charts move. Because I just wanted to see how it moved and like watch that bitch move. And in doing so, it just stuck in my brain 10 times harder. Like I haven't traded in a couple weeks, months now. And still I think about it every day. And I don't think there's going to be a day I don't think about it. Because at the end of the day, it's my skill, you know. I'm, I think everyone has a natural skill at something. I got Everyone has a couple skills, I should say. And I like to think one of my skills is conversation. That's why I have a podcast. And the other one would be day trading. I'm trying to tap into other skills. That's why I want to do like sculpture with clays and shit like that. And um, music, that's why I'm trying to learn the keyboard so I can learn the piano, you know. Yeah, everybody, I think everybody's skillful. I think everybody's talented. And it's really just like finding what suits you the most, you know. I'm very lucky to not only have found something this quickly, but also have one of my best friends help me along the journey in Brandon. So I'm very grateful for that. And then even, like, on this podcast and shit, like, I know I've probably been saying this for a long time, but me and Brandon do have an episode cooked up. Like, it's, we have fucking notes on it. We just didn't record it yet. Because, frankly, we didn't finish eating. Let me see. It is right. Yeah, it's called Munchies. Where we just go around eating food. 
We just get a fried eating food. We actually went to a couple places so far. We've been to Chipotle, Panda Express, Quickway, McDonald's, Taco Bell, KFC, Subway, Popeye's, Five Guys, Noodles and Company, Royal Farms, Wingstop, Dunkin', Shake Shack, Firehouse, Wendy's, Denny's, and America's Best. I'll tell you right now, Denny's was the worst food I've ever fucking eaten in my life. And what I said for Denny's is it sobered me up. And that's exactly what it fucking did. It sobered me right the fuck up. We came in that joint. We had a, we had that little rocket challenger raw thing. You know how like it goes from like the little cute size to the king size to the peacemaker to the, and then all the way to like the 14 grammar. We did that. And then we went into Denny's fried as fuck. I'm like, yo, I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to go stooping on this shit. I took my first bite of my sandwich, bro. I've never been more sober. I'm sober now. I haven't smoked in like three, four days. And the 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 level of highness that just left my body when I bit that sandwich the first time was incredible. I regret that sandwich. And I don't regret much in my life. But that fucking sandwich, it was horrible. <laughs> but yeah, so... I think in that sense, I'm very grateful of um, the opportunities and the my external environment when it comes to trading in and of itself. You know, like, I think my external environment for my podcast as well has been amazing because I didn't really have to pay for a studio. You know what I'm saying? Like, in the time of me getting ready to do video, my brother moved out, so I had this whole room to record it. And my parents accepted, so they let me record it here. Granted, I'm not smoking flour, but, like, I could do my concentrates. I could take dabs. I could use my pen. I could do all that shit. So, it's like, my, I'm not even going, I'm not even trying to, like, jab nothing, but, like, I have a very good set of circumstances for what I've chosen to do, given the original circumstance of me not getting into any of the colleges that I wanted to. And to say I wanted to get into them might be a stretch, because I didn't really want to get into them. I kind of just wanted to make my parents happy. That's pretty much anybody's trying to do up until they realize that their parents' happiness isn't their own. And at some point, you got to make your decisions for yourself. And that's what I do with my trading and my podcast. So that's why my trading saved me and my podcasting changed me. That's why those are the titles of the two episodes. But yeah, trading, man, because it really is a mental thing, bro. And I remember, even, like I was saying with FTMO, I had a 100K account, bro. I had that shit. Like, I finished the whole verification steps, all that. I had the account. I was getting ready to make money. And then, I got no shame in it. I lost the account. And the reason why I lost the account was I could say the external situations of it. But ultimately, it was my fault. Like, there was this one time I was actively in a trade and what I do is I like to watch, I used to like to watch the trades live. So, like, I get live stop it or live, like, watch it go up. And then one time my sister came in and we was talking for, like, three, four minutes. We I left, I was probably up, like, two, three hundred. I was like, okay, I got to have this quick conversation, come back. Came back, I was down two bands. I was like, what the fuck, bro? I got so mad, like, internally, I was mad at my sister, I was mad at everything, and, like, five minutes later, I was like, dude, you should have put a stop loss, you should have taken your money, 
you know? And it was those types of lessons where it's like, I can't keep blaming the external world for, or, yeah, I can't keep blaming the external world for shit that, like, I was ultimately in control of. You know, I think a lot of people consider day trading gambling because you're you're up to losing money and you can lose money just as quickly as you make it. But what they don't tell you is that in day trading, you're the house. What I mean by that is if you know that the house always wins in the casino because like of the percentages, like shit like that, you can put the percentages in your favor when it comes to day trading. So, for example, if I only take trades with a risk to reward ratio of four to one, meaning if I'm making a hundred dollars, I'm losing twenty five. If I do that four times, I either lose a hundred, I either lose a hundred dollars or I make four hundred. That is point blank how it is. When you set your stop loss and you go in your discipline with everything with your um, plan, there's no like external things that can affect it the news could happen it wicks it knocks you out and it goes in your direction but guess what it knocked you out you know what i'm saying it shit fucking happens that was the plan it's either you lose it or you make it but it's in a controlled way you know thing about gambling is like at a casino it's not in your favor and you know that but you think that like oh next one this next hand gonna be the hand or this next spin going to be the one. But it's like, no. But when it comes to trading, it's like, not only is the next, does it matter if the, it's the next trade, you also pick the trade, nigga. Like, you don't just get into every fucking trade. You pick that shit. So that's why it's like, I, never, I understand the whole, oh, trade is like gambling. You losing money. But it's like, that's only if you're stupid. And I ain't even gonna lie, I was stupid with it. You know, I didn't, I was, I wasn't as disciplined as I am now when it comes to my trades, bro. And it's just something that comes with with the learning of it and the growth in it. And out of all the books that I read, and this isn't even trading specific, one book stood out to me the most, and it was um the Black Swan by Nassib Talib. Sorry if I'm butchering his name. It's Nassim, Nassim Tlaib, yes. And it's basically just the impact of the highly improbable. So it's like, it's a book on chance, basically. And this isn't even a quote that's day trading related, but um, it's just the, I like this quote. It's the absence of evidence isn't the evidence of absence. And yeah, I like that. But this book kind of helped define my trading strategy of quote-unquote only looking looking for black swan events, meaning trades that are unlikely to happen, but that happen frequently. And if you read the book, you'd understand what I'm saying. I don't have the book on hand. I gave the book to my brother because I figured, you know, he might enjoy it. I don't know if he's read it, but it, it was a good fucking book. So, yeah, that's how trading did what it had to do for me. <clears throat> but that is the episode, you guys. I'm wearing all red, like red pants, red shirt, you know, just 
I'm out of control. We're gonna do another close up. I don't know what I'm gonna say this time, but um, let me get it now. Yeah, I um, thank you guys for watching, for tuning in, for um, wasting probably what was like 35 minutes of your time. If you want to waste more time, go back watch the other episodes. You know, um, I'm a professional time waster. Maybe no, yeah. Yeah, so thank you guys. Anything else? Stay frosty. Winter's coming. I um, I'm not gonna record. I'm not gonna. I'm probably not gonna post any episodes in December. Like I said, I'm just trying to fucking relax. You know, I gotta do some shit, get some plans out. But this is my flu game of episodes. So tomorrow, what? So so for what to me is tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's next week for y'all, alright? So tomorrow I'm gonna record um the one about love. And then that's gonna be my last episode for the year. So um yeah, thank you guys for watching, for tuning in, for um it's looking good, you know. I don't see y'all but you probably do look good behind that camera in your fucking pajama pants and your wife beater, whatever the fuck you wearing, nigga. Yeah, stay frosty out there you guys, um let me think of anything else I could say. I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Actually, fuck Spotify. We're doubling down on it. I know I said in the other one. Actually, no, not fuck them. Because I'm talking to a different person this time. I was talking to Eric. Eric's the fucking bum. Now I'm talking to Eugene. Hopefully Eugene gave me some answers. And if he does give me some answers, I have a lot more eyes on this podcast. And um, that's ultimately what I want. Because life is a journey, you know? And I think it's... Oh, I'm text me. But life is a journey. You know, it's, um, you don't got to take that shit alone, bro, you know? I'm not saying I'm here with you on your journey, but y'all could be with me, you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying fuck y'all, but, like, I don't know you, you know? It's one thing for me to be like, oh, you guys are my, maybe locked in, we're, we're, we're like this, we're close, but at the end of the day, bro, I don't really know y'all like that. And if there comes a time, like I said, if there comes a time in the future and y'all want a picture with me, you got to beat me in a race. 40, 40 meters. Alright? We smoke, we go on go. We go have somebody in the, you know what I'm saying, somebody on the other side of the shit. We, and if you win, you can get a picture. I'm fast as fuck, so y'all not going to win. That's why there's not going to be any pictures of me circulating online. Because you got to beat me in a fucking race. And I know y'all slow. Because y'all sitting here on your ass. Let me stop talking shit. Oh my god. I'm so sorry, y'all. Let me end this episode before shit gets worse. Thank you guys for watching. I hope you have an amazing week, a year. I hope you have an uh, um, amazing life. Alright? Just stay frosty. No, no, no. I don't like stay frosty. Stay, um, stay vigilant. No. Sound like Batman.
we'll we'll think of something to stay. But for now, leave. Uh.